independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Stop! I agree with this. As partisan hostility grows, signs of frustration with the two-party system are showing. 100%. 100%. Sign me up for another part. That's it. I, I would love to have another party that doesn't suck. The other night I uh, retweeted something that uh, Elon Musk tweeted because he got back to tweeting, right? It took some time off that he came back. And uh, I just thought to myself, I, I like that. I like what he said there because I think a vast majority of us live in this neighborhood. To be clear, I support the left half of the Republican Party and the right half of the Dem. Oh, my God, you're just a rhino or you're a whatever, a dino or a rhino. Whatever you think it is, most of us live there. What do you mean most of us live there? We live a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left. We do not live in the world of extremes. Nobody wants to live in the world of extremes. It's not good for you. It's not. So I was going through this Pew Research uh, poll, and uh, growing shares of both Republicans and Democrats say members... Uh, did you say Democrats? Yeah, I screwed up. You know what? I've been working a thousand hours. I was telling the guys since Sunday, uh, less than 14 hours sleep, according to my little sleep in my bobber. So growing shares of both Republicans and the Democrats say members of the other party are more immoral, dishonest, closed minded than other Americans. Ooh, but because it's tribal, we all feel we have to pick a side or we're going to be left out. You don't feel you need to pick a side. No, I'm an issues guy. So what's the issue? We'll talk about it. I mean, eventually you have to pick a side, but it doesn't mean you have to pick a side on everything. You mean you're allowed to vote for both Republicans and Democrats in a vote? Yes, you are. You're exactly allowed to do that. So this is what I find to be in closed-minded. So uh, when it comes to closed-mindedness, 83% of Republicans say, yeah. The other side is close-minded. It's only 69% for Democrats. Uh, the Democrats, though, uh, find that the other side is dishonest uh, more so. And you start going down immoral. You know, 72% of Republicans say the other side is immoral. 63% of Democrats. In 2016, it was 47 and 35. Unintelligence, about the same. Lazy, 62%. Of Republicans think the Democrats are lazy. Oddly enough, the Democrats, it's only 26%. They're like, yeah, they work pretty hard. Uh, so it's it's amazing. But we're tribal, and that's what we are. We feel like we have to choose because we don't have an option. And I don't know if we'll ever really have an option and one of the reasons, pretty simple, uh, it is a monopoly dominated by two sides. But they're the same coin. Right? I mean, they're the same coin. We could say, it's a quarter, right? You flip it over, it's still a quarter. And you know what they don't want? They don't want a 50-cent piece coming on here and ruin it. Well, I don't want to, they, don't want, they don't want old Susan B. Anthony rolling on it. No, 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 no. It's a quarter. And they don't want anybody else in their thing. But this is funny. As they're talking about that, this is James Carville talking about the right and the left. And, and let me say, when they say 
James, we have our crazies, but look, you have your crazies, you know, and what pronoun you have of veganism or something. The problem is, is people who believe in that are just silly, all right? People that believe that the election was stolen and they have a right to, to storm the Capitol, which is a substantial number of people in the Republican Party, are evil. Well, let's go back to that poll again. So uh, let's see here. Immoral. 63% of Democrats believe that the right side is immoral. Well, how about that? 64 dishonest. 83% closed-minded. What? Yeah. Oh, that's, if you believe those things, you're immoral. Look, you could say to yourself, I think there was some stuff. I think the mass blanking of ballots across the country posed a lot of issues that were not good. And that there probably was some stuff that went on. Now, did it go on to the level that 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 Trump and everybody says? No, I don't believe that for a second. But you can ask the question. It's not it doesn't make you even storming the storming the Capitol, rioting, whatever you want to call it. That's an issue. So we get evil. What about the four years you went after Trump? With a fake dossier that everybody knew was fake before you decided to move forward. Does that make you guys evil? It's it's tribalism. We look over and we see the other side. And we think to ourselves, "My God, they're awful. They're horrible. Look at them." You know, it's it's what so many people on the coast you, you think of the the flyover nations, knuckle draggers, unintelligent, closed minded. Oh my goodness me! We have our, our people are, are kind of silly. Racism is evil. All right, misogyny is evil. I'm sorry. A pronoun is to me is okay, fine. I mean, it's, it's kind of like you know, if you want to be a, a vegan, I don't care. But you want to eat, all right? But but that's not that's not the same thing. Okay, yeah. Who 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 doesn't think racism is evil? Racist. Okay. But how, how many of them are there? I mean, honestly, honestly, how many of them are out there? Do you do you guys run into racism all day long? It's like, man, I can't escape it. Misogyny, of course. It's, I mean, all that stuff. But so that's what you're saying. So the other side is evil. They're racist. They're misogynistic. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Our side is silly, right? You know, it's such a sports thing. Dude, my guy got crushed. I mean, yeah, we barely touched him. Barely. Look at it. He's fine. And then you go back and look at the replay, and you're like, yeah, both of you guys crushed each other, or both of you guys didn't touch each other. It's hilarious. And, <laughs> and yet the, the media it, it is addicted to both sides of Well, you have your crazies, and they have their crazies. What the hell's the difference? Mm. A lot. No, there's not. There's not. But, man, sad. Could you imagine having a third party? Imagine what would get done. Stuff. Conversation. But it'll never happen because the monopoly is too big. Nobody's going to allow people to come in. You're not. I mean, look how hard it is. Like, it, 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 you know, right now you got the the golf tournaments, right? You know, just kicking off the second of the playoffs for the PGA Tour. 
It's people don't want other people in their neighborhood playing around, messing with their money, messing with their business. Because it is a for-profit business, government is. They don't want that. No, they probably don't. No, no. So so to have a third party is virtually impossible because it's set up to have, you know, A and B. That's it. You can have people that are independents, but that's, that's not really getting you anywhere. Because at the end of the day, what do they have to do? They have to pick a side to caucus with. Because otherwise, it would be Bernie Sanders and Angus King in the corner by themselves. So they got to pick a side. I guess we got to pick a side, Angus. I can't believe it. Man. I love how we look at each other. But it's tribal. you got to choose a side. What's your side? Well, I don't know. What's the, what's the, uh, what are we talking about here? Because I may pick a side that you think, oh, my God. Because I tell you guys straight out how I feel about things. But I don't walk into a booth and go, I'm picking all of this side. Or all of that side. I'm going to look at each individual and go, hmm, I like you. I think you do the right thing. Hmm, I, I think this is a good bill. Oh, I mean, I think this is a good law. Let's. I, I like this. Let's vote on it. I, I think, you know what, this is a stupid bond package. It's ridiculous. Those are the things where it's like, nope, it's just down the line. With a third party, be great. But people are tired. They're tired because they feel like nothing gets done. They're tired because everything seems to be so reality television, and it never seems to be about issues and actually taking things on. It's sad but true. That's where we are. It's very, very sad, but very, very true. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, a lot of stuff to get to. Some immigration, CDC came out and said, yeah, we got to redo everything because we suck. We had one job, and we screwed that thing up royally. Now you're telling everybody? Yes, now we're telling everybody. My goodness me. Hello, fresh. Delicious. Incredible. Yummy goodness. What am I going to have tonight, you ask? Well, I've already picked out what I'm going to have tonight, thanks to my app and the stuff that I know I had delivered to my house. And uh, it's going to be incredible. I'm looking around. I said, well, why do I want to? Oh, you know what? Steakhouse style beef tenderloin. All right. So I'm going to get creamy pan sauce. I get roasted potatoes and lemony broccoli. Thank you very much. 500 calories, 35 minutes to make. Simple and easy. That's what I'm having tonight. Thanks to HelloFresh. Market. Oh, just, just incredible, amazing food that tastes delicious it's got that summertime feel to it right now and on top of that you get 55 meals weekly to choose from so your app comes and you can start choosing right so i already know what's coming next week what are some of the things on offer next week i'm going to be able to pick and choose the things that i want that i know i'm going to eat and it's going to be best for me i've got grilled onion cheeseburgers coming because well yeah i've got chicken uh, uh, uh quesadillas coming those things i know that i love they're coming thanks to HelloFresh. Super fresh food. You're going to get desserts. You get complimentary uh, sides. It's incredible. And right now, 16 free meals by going to HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. And you're going to get three free gifts across seven boxes. The food is delicious. It's easy to make. And you will not be disappointed. Absolutely portioned perfect. How? Tell you one more time. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. 16 free meals for you right there. It's the Chad Benson Show.
Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say what? About 2,000 fewer initial jobless claims were filed in the week ending August 13th, and that's after the figure from the week before that was revised downward by 10,000. The less volatile four-week moving average for jobless filings showed a decrease as well. In all, about 1.4 million Americans are receiving some unemployment benefits. Yeah, it's kind of a push, right? It's this weird world where we've got inflation. I saw today Britain hit 10% inflation. Uh, they're joining us, and I think that's going to get worse. Gas prices are slowly starting to steady out, and in some places starting to inch up again. And I think we're going to find that out here in the West because we've got uh, the switchover coming soon, right? So they got to take off. we got to go offline. And we got to get the new blend, and we got to blend it, and then we got to put it in, and then we got to go back online, and then we got to ship it. And we don't have pipelines here. That's why it's more expensive out here. There's no pipelines. Right? In the South, they've got pipelines. And then, of course, they've got the worry of the hurricanes. Oh, my God, the hurricanes are going to come and destroy everything. Ah! <sighs> so I, I couldn't tell you where the economy is. I think it's a. Depends on what you do. And how comfortable you feel in your gig. That's what you're looking at. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's true. It's true. Uh, streaming and cable, the battle. Who is winning? Who's winning? <clears throat> Man, here's this right here shows you so much about where we are, though, and how things have changed. By the way, 9.2 is other. They've got that on. I have no idea what other is. What would other be if we're talking about TV consumption? Oh, I guess that would. No, that's not broadcast. I, don't, I didn't even know what the hell other is. That's interesting. So 21.6% is broadcast television. Cable is 34.4%. Meaning streaming for the first time has pipped cable. So broadcast is in the way back. Cable and and the the streaming services are racing neck and neck, but we know where that's probably gonna go. So God, that's that's crazy when you think about it. That's where we are, man. That is nuts. That is nutty. I get it though. I get it. I mean, I do. I mean, it's like I go home at night and I watch like right now. I'm really into this fool. If you guys not seen it, it's 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 hilarious. Uh, but. I'm, I would say we mostly stream, you know, outside of football season and sports sports. I don't stream. I watch it on regular television, uh, but I am or cable, whatever it is. I don't even know what you call it anymore. But outside of that, yeah, I mean, streaming is the dominant thing. You know, go look at TikTok. Look at YouTube. Look at the hours that we spend on those things. It's tremendous. It is insane how much we spend on. I was talking to my uncle. Let me talk about it, Paul. We were chatting yesterday and. Because I always know when he wakes up in the morning. Although I was coming in at like 1.40 this morning, and I text him, like, I bet you're awake. And he's like, hey, I'm working. Because uh, we have this weird world where neither of us sleep. And, uh, but I know when he gets up in the morning because he'll start to send me TikToks. 
And he always jokes. He's like, well, it's TikTok's not going to watch itself. And he goes, he says to me last week, he's like, dude, I, I need to get off TikTok. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I've got those little apps to tell you how long you've been on stuff. He goes, there was a day I spent three hours in a row basically on TikTok. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's an addiction. An addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough, tough. But that's where we are. So streaming, cable, and then broadcast TV and other. And maybe TikTok would be the other. And if that's true, I bet that 9.8 is going to change soon. 323-538-2423. And that's 323-538-2423. That is your text line. Feel free to text. We've got some texts coming in. Are you self-censoring your beliefs about a lot of things? Yeah, when you hear this, talk about that. Plus, a great debate, a conversation between two people that didn't evolve into screaming. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Shutting people up because you scare the crap out of them in what you may do in a social side of things by canceling them or doing whatever is awful. And this is very interesting. So uh, new research, American adults, between May 23rd and June 8th, 2022 that's the year of the lord self-silencing and going and looking and seeing what people privately agree with but publicly what they'll say is crazy some of it is whoa like you know they talk about abortion obviously big covid right mask wearing was effective to stop covid uh 47 percent of people uh privately agree but in public, it's almost 60%. Well, what's that mean? It means that there's a group of people out there that will go, oh, yeah, I totally agree with you. When in their mind, they're like, I don't agree. Damn. And and I think that's not even close. How many? I have, I'm sure all of us do. We have friends whose lives on the interwebs where you're like, shut up. <laughs> I know you. And it's not like the perfect family and you're like, I know them. They got, you know, warts like everybody else. I'm talking about people who's like, yeah, I'm all about that and social justice and da 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 da. And when you're hanging out with them, you're like, dude, oh, come on. He goes, oh, I just got to say that. You know, it's like, that is crazy. So, uh, what are the breakdowns of some of these things? Well, first and foremost, they talk about the fact that self-silencing is when people are saying things that other people want to hear as opposed to what they really feel. They're skewing their own understanding of their opinions because they feel they're trying to please you or, yeah, I don't want to start a fight or I want people to think I'm, you know, whatever. And you're like, wow, that's not cool. Like, that's not a good thing. 
Only 44% of women privately feel wearing masks was effective at stopping COVID. 63% said publicly, though, they did. Astonishing, four times as many Democrats say CEOs should take a public stand on social issues than actually care. Education, the hot button issue, was a big thing as well, where privately people are concerned about a lot of stuff going on at school. Publicly, though, what do I have to say so I don't get canceled? And each one of these was a giant jump. I mean, it's, it's, it is crazy. And it's a sad thing. Only half of Americans actually think it's inappropriate for schools to discuss gender identity in kindergarten, though through third grade, compared to 63% who say, yeah, 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 that's a, do, again, hot button issues. 63% of Republicans probably said they believe racism was too much of a focus in public school. Far more than Democrats or independents, the number is a lot lower than 80% who felt compelled to say so publicly. That's not good because they're winning. Who are they? Them? The the insanity of of, of woke culture and the the blowback fear of of all these things with the, the threatened... Whether you whether you do it at the tip of a gun or you do it with the threat of a keyboard stroke, if you can get people to shut up, either was successful. And it accomplished the exact same thing in shutting people up. The exact same thing. That is sad. That is. Do I self-censor myself? Nah, not really. I don't. I mean, obviously we can't, you know, there's certain language we can't use. (laughs) But uh, uh, the reality is, is everybody does. Everybody does. In some way, shape, or form. Unless you achieve a certain amount of success. You will have a public persona and a private one. And I'm not talking about like, well, I'm I'm funny on stage, but you know, I'm really quiet. I'm not talking about that. You will have a a a a, a you will craft what you want the appearance of the world to be when at the same time you're doing a disservice to your beliefs. And I also think there's there's you can say things. Right? Is I've always been this believer is eh, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right? I think we all understand that. And there's also ways to say things. Right? To have a conversation. And case in point brings us to this. Uh Joe Rogan's his name. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Uh apparently some sort of MMA guy. I think he does a podcast, but it's probably small. Nobody pays attention. But he sat down with Seth uh Dillon, CEO of the Babylon Bee, and they had a conversation about Abortion, also a hot-button issue. Women who have been raped, who should not have to carry some rapist baby. There's women who have been sexually assaulted before the age of 14. There are also, though, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that point, but I will say there are people who have been born of rape. 
and are alive right now and are pro-life and they go around speaking talking That's about how great. i had a right to live and they, and they will go out there and make an argument a pro-life case and they're a rape they're the, a born of a rape you don't have a right to tell a 14 year old girl she has to carry a rapist baby you don't have the right to tell my 14 year old daughter she has to carry her rapist baby oh but they're having a conversation it's not devolved there's no name and they're letting each other know where they stand okay you're listening to that. It's a conversation. I mean, we, we have lost the art of conversation. It should be taught. That should be a prerequisite to get out of school. How to have a conversation. How to look somebody in the eye. How to shake their hand. All of those things. But it's a, they're letting them say, they're letting everybody know, this is where I stand on this issue. Joe Rogan, very pro-choice. But still has his, is, is within reasons, and he'll explain it a little bit later. And on the other side, uh, you, you got the CEO uh, Seth Dillon from the Babylon Bee, letting you know where he stands. What about are you 46? It's the same question. The same question mm. is if someone knows they're pregnant or mm. if they test positive for pregnancy and they take a pill that can get rid of that, like the day of, you're against that. I would say, I would lay it out like this. I would say it is wrong to intentionally kill an innocent human life. Abortion intentionally kills an innocent human life. Therefore, abortion is wrong. And I don't think any of the, the examples of like, oh, well, how developed is it? You know, can it can it think? Is it conscious? Can it dream? Can it feel pain? So for you, it's the moment of conception. Think- moment of conception. Again, conversation. It's not devolved. Nobody's punched each other in the grundle. Uh, they're having a conversation debate about stuff, which in most cases because of fear, right? You couldn't have a debate. You can't have a debate about gender, but the you know you, if, if, because you're going to get in trouble for that. Uh, you can't have a an opposing view on certain things because you're deemed evil and bad. And and God forbid that you're you're you know on a college campus somewhere and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, you know what? Uh, I kind of agree with old Bill Burr there, right? I I believe in your right to choose, but you're killing a baby. <laughs> and then the battle begins about where does life begin with these two. And that's, you know, I mean, science, if you ask science, and you go, what does life to be in science? Science will say, well, in conception, right? Once the egg is fertilized, that's, you know, that's that's it. You really think? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what science says. Now, the debate is never about where, you know, it's like, it's, we never really debating on, on that. It's, when do you think it, like, when do you think it's, it's, it's a real situation? Um, and so you think that even, once do you think that like once the conception happens, there's some sort of a miraculous event like at the very moment, like you could literally get to the point where the sperm cracks the egg. If you could scoop that egg out right there, would that be abortion? Well, I mean, at some point, you're going to have to say there was a magic moment that happened because you believe that we eventually become valuable humans, right? Well, listen, Wh- where's I, I, the where's the moment where you think the magic happens? Let me. And what he's saying is, when do you think it is a baby? When do you think it's alive? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that's, uh, again, conversations that should happen. Can happen, but should. Why don't they happen? Because people don't want them to happen. Why? Because, well, you know, it's, it's, people are, uh, you wrap yourself up in emotions, and when you start, saying to yourself this is my team this is my tribe this is who i identify and this is the this is what i wear it's hard because you're afraid to upset the tribe and that's why it then becomes emotional we all lose our minds
like that I say or that we tweet or the jokes that we make that are considered harmful mis misinformation. I'm like, well, what about calling that baby a clump of cells? I think that's harmful misinformation because then you're, you're encouraging people to kill it like it's nothing when it's actually a human life. It's a developing human life. I think abortion is health care the way that rape is lovemaking. If we want to if we want to use rape as an example, I think it's I think they're they're opposites. And, and, and it's like a, a, these are euphemisms that we use. You know, we use the word healthcare. We're talking about a procedure that ends an innocent human life, and we're calling it healthcare. Yeah, it's very interesting what, what he said there. So that's healthcare. And we all understand the difference between a, a woman is going to potentially die, and this needs to be done. And the, the you know, oh, I'm just, I got stuff going on, you know, and I'm, something happened and every and everybody goes to the extremes like what if this person was right okay how often does it happen where it's it's like they make it seem like every abortion is that what did Ray? what did clinton say he wants it to be free he wants it to be legal and he wants it to be rare i think a lot of people would agree with that but you can't have that conversation nobody does and i like the way rogan finishes out here and, and think about this a very divisive issue two alpha types having a conversation that didn't evolve into insanity i think abortion is a very human issue humans are we're messy yeah and it's a very messy issue it's complicated bill burr has a very good bit about it in his last comedy special where he says i agree with your right to choose but it's also killing a baby right you know and it's a very well I like that bit. Place it's a good bit. When you talk about like someone who's at six months or nine months, it, when it gets that gets crazy. Mm. That's like you're literally killing a baby. You're killing a baby that could exist outside the womb. What if rape produced it and it's eight months old in the womb? It's a good question. That, but that's also what makes it a very, very messy. It's tough conversation. Yeah, <clears throat> choice, freedoms, free will, democracy. Those are things that are tough. But conversations. They should be easier. And you know what? Both of them respected each other's views. And when you argue with people or you have a conversation with people who are smart, the worst thing is you learn something. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from you. Irma Haas Steaks, baby. Oh, yeah. Get your steaks. Get your steaks, little my Steaks. All-American package, right? You're going to get your fillets. Ooh, those are delicious. You're going to get yourself uh, the uh, pork chops, which are incredible. I had the pork chops last. They're my favorite of all the stuff. I love the I love the steak, right? I'm not a big steak eater. I love Omaha steaks. They're incredible. I love burgers, hot dogs. You know me. I mean, I'm a, I like a five-year-old. The pork chops, though, I could just have uh, pork chops all day. That's it. That's it. And so they have the All-American assortment. You're going to get the caramel apple tartlets. You're going to get chicken, uh, the air-chilled boneless chicken breast, the amazing boneless pork chops, and the, the, the incredible flakes. But you could build your own perfect menu package. I told, I told my wife, I said, I'm doing this. I'm just going to do one that was just all pork chops. And here's the great thing. I'm also going to get burgers with that because both packages, they build your own perfect menu or the All-American. You get 12 free Omaha steak burgers, right? Naturally aged, delicious, incredible, tenderness, juicy, yummy, 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 flavored to perfection, plus 100% money-back guarantee, unconditional. How do you get it? You go to omahasteaks.com. When you do, there's a search bar on there. 
Type in Benson. That's the keyword. And take advantage of this. OmahaSteaks.com. Keyword Benson. The build your own perfect menu or the all-American assortment. Save big now. OmahaSteaks.com slash Benson in the search bar. It's the Chad Benson Show. No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast. Four out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no corona. But hurry before they change their mind. You know they will. Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh my gosh. (gasps) I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show. Let's do this. Tatiana Maslany plays She-Hulk, attorney at law, part big green superhero, part lawyer. And she tells me you don't have to be a super fan to enjoy it. People who don't even know the Marvel world or like have never seen a Marvel or whatever, don't think it's for them, I think are going to find their place in this show. That's because it's more sitcom than it is action series. One of the reasons show creator Jessica Gao loved the comics. Even when she was doing things like saving the world she still dealt with it with humor you know she was still having fun with it she hulk attorney at law is out today on disney plus uh it's gonna be interesting you know we were talking earlier about how people self uh are now censoring themselves the uh i've always thought that with like people who go and rate movies like you won't you're not going to get an honest person saying this this show sucks if it's well, it's because it's a woman playing the Hulk. No, maybe it just sucks. Uh, that being said, the average audience score is seventy-five percent. The average tomato meter is ninety percent. It kind of fits into what's going on. And I'm going to say this. And uh, producer Phil, have you seen any of the trailers or any of the stuff for the She-Hulk? Uh, no. Uh, <clears throat> when she's kind of She-Hulky, she's kind of hot. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. I look at her, I thought, you're kind of hot. And I, I said that yesterday. I was talking to a couple of the guys here because they're like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to watch it. I've seen trailer. I saw the trailer. I said, guys, she's kind of hot? And they're like, yeah, yeah, she kind of is. <laughs> ah. Is that me? I wonder how that makes you feel because when you look at her in her normal form, if you will, uh, I mean, she's good looking. But when she got the green on, there's kind of something about it. Which she's six foot seven. So this will be interesting to see the way this plays itself out. And uh, it's getting blasted by some. I understand that, you know, uh, but it's a sitcom. And so you've got to take it for what it is. Uh, Plus, they spend a lot of money buying all these Marvel products. Damn it. They're going to try to run this thing as far as they can. That being said, you should understand who your audience is and what these things mean to them. And I think too often, so many people that work in the industry, they make things they want to see, not realizing that the people that consume these things, especially this, they like the stuff that they had. They like their memories. They like those things. Not that it's change can't happen, but I'm just saying you, you should know your audience a little bit. That's it. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. If you miss any of the program, feel free to grab it on the podcast world of wherever, iTunes, uh, Spotify, stuff like that. Do it. Chad Benson Joe.
This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Uh, pumpkin season is back, so get ready for that. You guys should be. Are you bracing yourself? Anyone? Are you guys bracing yourself? It's pumpkin season. My wife yesterday surprised me. I got home, and uh, she'd bought me. She was at Michael's, and they had... Some Halloween stuff because, like, because I had I build Halloween towns and uh, she got me some new stuff. And I was like, oh, because I love the weed, baby. I'm excited. I'm excited. A lot of stuff to get to this hour. I thought this was hilarious. The CEO of uh, Magic Mountain has uh, said, hey, you know what? We're going to, uh, we're going to raise our prices. <laughs> Uh, why are you raising your prices? You guys uh, lost, uh, you know, attendance like twenty-two percent from last year, and now you're talking about raising your prices. Yeah, because, uh, well, you know, I don't know. We're not a daycare for teenagers. Uh, Magic Mountain is not just the only one. I know that Knott's Berry Farm, which is in Southern California, they're owned by uh, I think it's Cedar Parks. They uh, now have a rule. That so if I wanted to take my if I want to take my stepdaughters, my daughter, my son, and my little brothers to Knott's Berry Farm, I cannot do that. I have to have another accompanying adult because you're only allowed to have uh, four kids because there had been so much trouble. Like Disney, I, the reality is Disney price out the riffraff. I told you guys this, how expensive it is. And, and I say that all the time. I'm blessed. But I look around and I ask the question. It's like, because uh, we had a couple of people who took their, their kids to Disneyland over the last month or so here. And, you know, they're like, it was great. But, uh, you know, we're not having another kid now because of it. And I'm like, oh, really? Because it was that bad? No, it's we can't afford it. Like, Disney is, it's an adventure, literally, to go there. The expense. So, eh, kind of price the riffraff out. It's not very nice, Chad. No, but the teenagers aren't rolling in. They're not spending 140 bucks to go, you know, for a day. Where you can get a pass to a lot of these places. And that lady that talked about Magic Mountain, that's where she's, or Universal Studios is where she sent her kids after school. The school was right up the street from it. And she was just like, go to Universal Studios. And then I'll pick you up later. And she got him a season pass because it was only like 100 bucks. Well, the kids would go to Universal Studios and wander around Universal Studios all day, which is totally cool, right? And they weren't like five or six. They were like, you know, 11, 12, 34. They were older. But as opposed to $100 a day, well, yeah, I could see that. Totally. Totally. So they're just, uh, they're doing that now. So they're, they're, they're making all these rules. They're trying to price people out. And my mother said that Knott's Berry Farm is it's, it's, it's a much better place since the, uh, you have to be, you have, if you're, so if I'm 21, you know, which I am, I can have four kids under the age of 18. 
Any more than that, in theory, I'm supposed to have a, another adult with me to chaperone. Aha! To chaperone! Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Oh my lord! You know, people say, "What's what's going to happen with Trump? What do you what do you think's going to happen with Trump? What do you, this whole thing with the FBI?" The interesting thing to watch here in court today, we could hear more uh, arguments from DOJ about that raid on Mar-a-Lago. And as it relates to the Trump team, it's, it's not entirely clear if they're going to show up here uh, in court today. They could file something. They could show up and make some sort of argument. They've yet to file anything with the court, any injunction to stop these materials. Yeah, they're not. So that says a lot to me uh, that they're totally fine with you seeing whatever's in there. That's kind of interesting, right? You know, I mean, it's uh, the fact that we're talking about this, but Trump and them are like, yeah, let it out, right? Like, go for it. Let it out. Do it. Do it. And, you know, if there's something, right, no, you don't want to see that. No, there's a, there's always, he has said, well, you know, the IRS has it. We can't see this, that, and the other. I'm still in the audits. And the, he's, Zach, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, see it. As attorneys haven't showed up and said no. It is very common that uh, search warrants and affidavits like this would remain sealed to protect the integrity of the investigation. And there's classified material in this case. Courts defer to what the government says about that. So it may be that Trump is saying one thing to the public and he's saying something very different in court. He's not saying anything. He's not asking the judge at all to unseal this affidavit. Well, could he? Yeah, he could. He could also put it out himself. But, well, there's stuff in there that's classified. Well, he said he unclassified it. So, And you could redact stuff. What we want to know is, is there 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 of an investigation? Or did you just want your crap back? He felt it was his. You feel it's yours. You're not looking at this as a, uh, we got to take him down because we think he was going to sell all of his stuff to the Saudis. You know, we, we just or did you really think that something was going on? And I continue to pose the question. We're also looking at it in a way where it's very close minded as if. Maybe. Trump wasn't the only cat they were looking at. Like maybe there were other people inside of said building that could have. Been targeted. But it was Trump's house. Oh, that's a that's an interesting thing. Yeah, I think so. We'll see. We'll see what happens. At the end of the day, it's it's exactly where it is, which is speculation, because that's where we live in a world now of speculation, not reality. And they're just gonna they're just gonna do what they do, which is they'll come out. They'll come up with some reason why we can't see some stuff and. And can see some other stuff, and they'll give this usually. I mean, when's the last time government came out and gave you a just a straightforward? Here's the answer. You're like, I don't. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Speaking of that, government, CDC sucks. I think we all know that. And uh, well, you know what they. Uh, 
they didn't do a good job. The CDC director says the agency spent 75 years preparing for a health crisis like the COVID pandemic. But when the big moment came, they did not reliably meet expectations. And as part of the sweeping changes, Dr. Walensky is calling for internal CDC staffing changes. She also wants the agencies to share information faster and in plain, easy to understand language. Translation. You sucked at your job. That is all. There's nothing. You you had 75 years. And you did a poor job. Not all of it's on you, but it does show you, though, you know, for all the bad things we talk about with it, when it comes to people that are elected officials, bureaucracy inside of their non-elected officials are I think even more of a danger because they feel they have certain sense of entitlements and that they're given certain powers and, and they're, and, and, and it's nobody elected you, but they're, this was their job, but they failed at their job and they not only failed at their job. And just something we forget. They, they did it in such a way where they couldn't even come out at times and deliver a message where they weren't, taking it quickly off the website after they changed it or contradicting what somebody said saying, Oh no, no. What, what they meant to say was this. Oh yeah. Yeah. They did that. Like, I don't know how many times Rachel Walensky came out and she said something. And then later on within an hour, somebody that's a spokesperson said, no, no, I think what she, what she meant to say was this. They failed. When I was at CDC, we, we would all go through training and risk communication. And the, and the mantra for risk communication is be first, be right, and be credible. And when, when it comes to the, the being first, CDC uh, uh, failed in a big way. That's Dr. Besser. used to work there. And by the way, I think you failed. And you're not credible. You weren't credible. At the end of the day, you 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 failed because of and and understanding it's an evolving situation it was absolutely an evolving situation but your failure to deliver a concise message with true understanding and confidence behind not authority but confidence that the message i'm delivering and the path that we're taking is the right path was there for everybody to see when you are waiting for every last bit of information to come in before making a decision um that is really challenging in the in the midst of a of a public health crisis response because you always have to make decisions you have to make recommendations with limited with partial information yeah but that's why you have the job that you have and you make those decisions and that's what happens you have to make a decision. And the decisions they made at times, they're sitting around, paralysis by analysis, right? They want they wanted so much information before they did anything. Meanwhile, the rest of us are sitting around going, what are we supposed to do? And then you've got 50 states, which made it even harder, who had 50 little fiefdoms that, that were being run by their, their, their lords and lordesses, and they were doing things completely different as well. And you would have one portion of the state, this county's like, eh, we're fine. And the other county's like, we're, we're drowned over here. And it was not a good thing. But when you go and you look, 
It started at the top, and the top was a mess. And they admit that. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter sports program brought to you by BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What is it? It's online therapy, right? My brain needs to chill every once in a while. You need to have somebody to talk to. My stepdaughter has been, they, this is my wife, and they brought this to my attention a while ago with, with BetterHelp because, uh, you know, COVID, being isolated, kids were suffering, and now as we've reemerged over the last, you know, six months or a year, the reality has been, hey, uh, a lot of people need people to talk to, and therapists are booked up big time. Booked up big time. Getting to see them is virtually impossible. That's where BetterHelp comes in, and they do it right. So online therapy they offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So do you have to see anybody on camera if you don't want to? Easy process of online questionnaire, and then within 48 hours, usually under 48 hours, you're matched with a therapist. It's great. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And right now I'm going to save you an extra 10% off your first month. Go to betterhelp.com slash Benson. That's better, H-E-L-P, help.com slash Benson. So betterhelp.com slash Benson. You can save 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. Being antisocial sucks. Hang with Chad's friends on Facebook, The Chad Benson Show. And if you just need some alone time, head on over to Twitter at Chad Benson Show. Either way, we can't wait to meet the real you. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? I think stupid is trending. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's check. Uh, uh, oh, here we go. Let's check out over here. The old uh, Google Wednesday was trending yesterday on Netflix. That's the new uh, Adams Family. With uh, Wednesday, he got to Catherine Zeta-Jones, Luis Guzman. It was big. The, the trailer looks hilarious. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Ron James got a new deal. Two years, $97.1 million. Whoa. Good dollars if you can get them. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good dollars. I'm not going to lie to you. Tasmanian Tiger. Scientists are trying to bring back the Tasmanian Tiger. Nearly a century after extinction. Now, if you don't know what the Tasmanian tiger is, you're like, if a dog and a cat had a baby, what would it look like? The Tasmanian tiger. The uh, uh, thiaceline is what they call it. And so uh, it, it is interesting. Uh, it is said to be extinct, although there have been several sightings over the years that have been semi-credible. Not like, you know, Nelly or something, but like semi-credible that there is some that are still in existence, uh, just hiding. But, uh, yeah, could could I see them? Yeah, th- this is where it starts, guys. And then eventually it's like, hey, I'd like to bring you back a woolly mammoth. The next thing you know, uh, they're always running wild in the streets. I've seen this movie, so we'll see how this ends, shall we? <laughs> Head over to Twitter. People argue, fight, and be angry. She-Hulk is trending. Libs of TikTok. Man, Libs of TikTok is fun. I love Libs of TikTok. How they're like, we banned it. 
So, and I'm like, wait, are you banning the fact you're not banning the liberals of the that are saying the things? You're banning the fact that somebody is posting stuff and then other people are 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 saying stuff that's insane. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, I just want to make sure. So, I, Robert Redford, is he still alive? Did Paul Newman die or Redford? He's 86. I guess he is still alive. It's hard to tell anymore. Right? Yeah, it is kind of hard to tell. Biden signs the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, setting that 15% minimum tax, and as we all know, uh, doing absolutely nothing to fight inflation. And people are starting to now catch on. Wait a minute here. Did you not fight any inflation in this thing? Because oh, the power of stupid is strong. I want to tell you guys that. Uh, rough greens, not stupid, amazing. Give it to my dog every day. His name is Doodle. And I love the fact that he's still around. I think, you know, I mean, I'd like to say I got another year or so with Doodle. And at the end of the day, we got a lot of time out of him. Uh, he was older. But rough greens was the reason. It was the only thing we changed. We started giving him rough greens like three and a half, four years ago. And boom, he became something new and amazing, which is a bouncy, happy dog which he wasn't before. He's cantankerous. He's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-3, 6, 9, all this incredible stuff. Sprinkle it on top of your dog's food, and guess what happens? It brings all the nutrients and brings your dog's food to life in so many ways. Try a bag for free. Dr. Dennis Black wants to make sure that everybody in America who has dogs gets to try this. Put it to the test. Go to roughgreens.com slash chad, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Take advantage of this opportunity now. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Cover the cost of shipping. It is yours for free. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Remember when we used to talk about like I don't know, issues. Issues, Chad. What you mean by issues? I mean, like issues. Like, you know, you, you like talk about issues and stuff. Like, like, all right, give me an example. Uh, issues. All right. Immigration. That, that feels like an issue. Doesn't it? I mean, it, it does feel like an issue. Maybe I'm wrong. But it feels like an issue that is both unresolved and a hot, hot mess. So Greg Abbott right now, he's the governor of the Lone Star State, the great Lone Star State, Teos, Texas. He has been uh, uh, kind of going at it with uh, Mayor Adams of New York City. Oh, yeah. Because he's been sending busloads out to New York. Said, you, you know what? At some point in time, you guys are going to have to feel this. And, well, they've been going back and forth. And Eric Adams went down to the border, saw it, uh, seized the mess, 
but is frustrated that people are coming there. And of course, it's it's an evil, horrible thing that Abbott is doing. What the Texas governor is doing is just so anti-American. It's the worst type of politics. It's hateful politics to raise his national profile. Our team reached out to him when we first discovered uh, what he was doing. And we asked, let's coordinate because crisis calls for coordination. Yeah, here's the thing, Mayor. <clears throat> and I agree. I mean, it's look, everything. I think it started out more as a stunt and it 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 really caused and hit a nerve by for a lot of people out there in cities that were getting busloads and I use the word busloads. It's not like we're sending 500,000 people from the border there. It, it, it's not. When the mayor began complaining about just getting a small trickle of what Texas has to deal with all the time, I sent him a letter and I invited him to come down to the border and see firsthand the chaos that exists in Texas. Yeah, and Mayor Adams went, but it is a trickle. I mean, just a little while ago, I go to Twitter because there are what's trending thing. And there's the uh, guy, uh, was it Bill Lucian or whatever, who covers the stuff at the border. He's sitting there with his camera, him and his cameraman. And the 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 flow of people coming across the border is it's 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 like when you go to Disneyland or one of these places and you you just it's it's a line and they're just just walking across and you know it's like oh they got to go this way and they got to it's it is it is amazing and it is a small amount and it's causing you this much distress yeah it is why well our services can. You're New York City, right? It never sleeps. You have unlimited funds. You're a sanctuary state and a city. Imagine what McAllen feels. Yuma, El Paso, Tucson, where I live. Imagine the, the pressure that is put on all of these services in little towns and some of them not so little but the trickle isn't 50 or 100 or 200 it's tens of thousands we have we i am so frustrated with the lack of anything that biden has done on this outside of ignoring it completely and for those of you who say well he's not for open borders Explain to me what he is for when it comes to the border. I have one of my friends that works here, very liberal. Very, and, you know, but her and I were talking the other day, I go, you know, and she doesn't like really like Biden either. But I said, explain to me what he is for, you know, if it's this is an open borders, what is it? And she looked at me and she goes, there is no explanation for this. Oh, I said, there isn't. And it's not fair because now these people are compromise, putting compromised positions because they become political puppets and footballs and 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 people will do the stunts that they do. But the reason is, is because you've allowed this to happen. You've allowed this to continue to go on. Those buses are leaving Texas and passing through other states and other cities. How about speaking to those mayors across uh, those cities and other governors and state? How do we do this uh, together? Well, how about we don't do this and we come up with a comprehensive immigration plan and then once we get that thing, you know what we do? We stick to it.
Before we begin busing illegal immigrants up to New York, it was just Texas and Arizona that bore the brunt of all of the chaos and all the problems that come with it. Why he's ever complaining for one moment about these people being bussed into a city goes against his own self-declaration of being a sanctuary city. He's being a hypocrite because New York City is a self-declared sanctuary city. Can't argue with that. That's tough to argue with. That's a tough thing. You 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 wanted this. You said we are a sanctuary city. Everybody's welcome to come here. We don't care about the regardless of your immigration status, if you're here legally or not, you are welcomed here. You have nothing to fear. Nothing. All of a sudden, though, pressure gets put on. And Abbott's right there. Who bears the brunt of it mostly? Arizona and Texas. They feel it the most. So it's okay if, 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 if we feel it out here, but if you feel it, oh, even though you're like, yeah, we're totally fine, it goes back to, I want to help as long as I don't have to do anything. Then count me in. We're going to look at our hotels. We're going to look at um, those spaces that we have outside of the major business districts. We're going to look at places uh, where people are able to have uh, the dignity and respect that they deserve. And look, if you're, you know, like, think about this for a second. You, 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 uh, you come over here, right? And you're really just basically being set free in the country. With the, yeah, you know what? Uh, don't worry about it. You know, we will call you and you can come to one of these things. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then they're thinking to themselves, man, how great is this country? Man, they allowed us to come in and they're sending us to New York. And they're going to take care of us. And he's like, is there any way you guys could uh, stop along the way and drop them off elsewhere? Nope. Nope. Not going to happen. Building the border wall, uh, eliminating catch and release, the implementation of Title 42 policy, uh, as well as the implementation of the Remain in Mexico policy. Yeah, that's what Abbott wants done. Remain in Mexico went away. And it's gone. Uh, Title 42, gone. And it shouldn't be, we should be using it anyways. Uh, at this point, we're not paying attention to COVID. Nobody's really paying attention to any of this stuff. So you start to break it down. Uh, the wall, that'll be a helper. But the number one thing that helps, catch and release. Get rid of it. But to do those things, you have to have a comprehensive plan. And nobody has that plan. And the people that do won't have a voice in doing any of this because the plan for the Republicans and the Democrats is to live off this for as long as they can because, you see, it is a golden goose to feast upon until it starts to impact the voters that vote for you. Oh, yeah. Then, then they're like, all right, I guess we should do something. I guess we should do something. But whose fault is it? I don't know of a larger crisis in our country right now. And this is a crisis caused by the Biden administration. 100%. We've been saying it. I watched that second debate, and when he said, 
he was going to find a pathway to citizenship for 11 million people. You guys remember that? It was like, no, he never said that. I get that all the time. He never said that, Chad. He said that. Let's go back in the Wayback Machine. Within 100 days, I'm going to send to the United States Congress a pathway to citizenship for over 11 million undocumented people. And all of those so-called dreamers, those DACA kids, they're going to be immediately certified again to be able to stay in this country and put on a path to citizenship. People, I don't know what that is, but that feels like you're fine with what's going on. That screams to me, you're good with it all. Breaking down. He's screaming, oh, my God, we've got the pressure. We should do this. This is Tim Romer. He's Department of Homeland Security here in Arizona, the the, the local. uh, And he was talking about, you know, Yuma. Again, let's let's see here. Let's take a look at New York City uh, for a second and just get a sense of how many people live in New York City at this moment. The the size of New York itself, as far as first of all, the GDP is eight hundred and thirty billion. That is first in the country. Oh, yeah, that's 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 a good size right there, kids. It's a good size. The population, uh, when you count in the metro, is twenty million people. Also first. Let's go to Yuma for a second. And just take us just a, a peek at Yuma. Population, 97,000 people. Oh. Yeah. 97,000. It's not a lot. It is not a lot of people. No, it's not. They have nowhere near the resources. And so Tim Romer talks about this. Again, Department of Homeland Security, this is the local office here. He heads it up. We've seen Yuma's hospital system get overwhelmed with treating migrants and not being able to treat Yuma residents. Law enforcement has been overwhelmed with the massive amounts of drugs coming through and seizures and arresting people. Yeah, but it's okay, though. When New York City starts to feel it, then the world's like, oh, we should pay attention. Failure after failure when it comes to a lot of things this administration has done. And uh, look, I can look at some of the other ones and say, all right, you're, 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 you're trying to court the love of the people. You think the, the, this, this inflation reduction, it's a big bill, but you know, at least when that, I go, okay, you're trying something. I don't think those things are going to work, but time will tell. And you lied in many ways because you're raising taxes and you're not really reducing inflation, but whatever. This, though, is just a blatant, I don't care. This is what I want. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter tweet, text, love here from all of you. EdenPureDeals.com. Chad Bogo, B-O-G-O. What is it? You go there and you buy one, you get one free. You buy 10, you get 10 free of the greatest air purifier around. Period. Case closed. End of story. The OxyLeaf 2 Thunderstorm. Plug it straight into the wall. It does its thing. If you've got odors, they could be pesky. They could just be, oh, it's every once in a while. Whatever they are, watch what this thing does. And listen, but you got to listen carefully because you can barely hear it. And it eliminates the odors. It doesn't mask the odors. It destroys them. And that's awesome. I love it. I love it. No filters. So you never have to mess around with that. 
And they got the BOGO, the buy one, get one. So go right now, EdenPureDeals.com, Chad BOGO is your code. EdenPureDeals.com, Chad BOGO. EdenPureDeals.com, Chad BOGO. Chad Benson Show. Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Are you thinking of Hitler? Who's Hitler? Vaccines work, but only the Chad Benson Show is 100% effective against stupidity. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. In person? A rapper? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite woke-free podcasts. This is the Chad Benson Show. Well, the biggest sporting event of the week isn't Mariners or the Little League World Series. It is this, the USA Kids Mullet Championship. Look at these kids. They're icons. I mean, we've got 25 finalists with that glorious business in the front party in the back. Uh, You can help decide who will be crowned the best mullet. Um, That one's my favorite at the bottom. Brock. Brock is very, rocking it. I mean, I mean, that is a that's a vibe. Vibe <laughs> check. It's something. Producer Phil, did you not mention a couple weeks ago that you watched the mullet championship? No, I watched um, knife throwing and um, oh shoot, there was something else that was really stupid on ESPN too. Yeah, it's just the mullet championship is pretty awesome, and it's right. There is a uh, there's definitely a party in the back going on, and the mullet is taken off again. Uh, you know, what is old is new, and what seemed to be relatively new is now becoming old. But the mullet? Really? Uh, my hair was too thick uh, to do mullets. I was that mullet-tacular. Uh, a lot of friends, though, back in the day that rocked a mullet. Uh, you, you go and you look, and uh, there were some mullets, man. There was some mullets out there. You know, uh, you just, uh, God, go back and look at those. It's funny because people nowadays are like awesome. Like, have you ever noticed if, so like, let's say you do a mullet today, right? People are like, that's cool. But if you go look at your pictures, you show your kids, I had a mullet. They're like, that's stupid. You look stupid. And I'm like, now, luckily, again, I, I, I had, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, you know, I shaved my head. People say, you're bald. Yeah, but I shaved my, I shaved my head. I'm not bald. I could grow my hair out really fast. Uh, But I like no hair. It's quick. It's easy. Maybe I should do the, I'm going to shave my head and I'm going to leave one patch in the back and just totally let it grow. (laughs) Would you do that? No, I'm not going to do that. There was a guy where I used to live uh, in Southern California, an old guy. He lived at, uh, we used to call it Leisure World, right? You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's where the old people live. And, uh, but he was very unique. He had a house by us as well, but he had since kind of moved over to the, to the elderly area of the Leisure World. And when you'd see him, you would be like, it was so odd. Because he was bald, but he had long hair in the back. And he had tattoos on his head. And it was like a sun, and then the, the long hair was his beard. And I remember I went and saw, I think it was the first Blade movie, and he was in the Blade movie. He's one of the vampires. 
that's the elder. He's got all these crazy tats and stuff. It's all he's like he was like eighty, but it was a trip. But I couldn't do that. I can't. I have no patience. I have no patience for it. And I get up at such a butt-ass crack of dawn. I'm not doing my hair. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Feel free to tweet at us, text the program. And if you guys miss any of the program, make sure you grab uh, the uh, amazing, fun, hilarity uh, in the replay version. We call that podcast. That's what the kids call it now, podcasting. And uh, we're on the iTunes, the TuneIn Radio app, and and all of the other places that you can grab the great aforementioned replay of said program. So follow along across all social media and whatnot. Tis there be the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson so much of politics anymore is well it's not it's not it's not politics and that's a sad thing right because we don't care about is to use we don't care and by that i mean the issue itself the 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 nooks the crannies the breaking down of what it is what's in the bill we we care about the the throwing around great phrases right arguing with people. We we like the reality show side and the tribal side of the political world. We don't like the actual doing of it. We don't. You know, it's like when I was a kid, you know, and younger and I played soccer and, you know, and I, I got to do so many amazing things. I used to, you know, it's like you don't win a game on Saturday. Yeah, the score is kept then, but the work that goes into it during the week is where you win. You don't you don't see, you know, the the guys and and the gals out there, you know, at, you know, eight o'clock at night busting their butts and and, you know, uh, not eating anything and, and, you know, working out, you know, 12 hours. You, You don't see that stuff because that stuff is not fun. But that's where it's made. And, and we don't talk about that anymore. We don't, was like, eh, we don't care. I want to see somebody yell at somebody. I want to see somebody scream. I want to see somebody say nutty things. And, and let me say, when they say, James, we have our crazies. But look, you have your crazies, you know, and what pronoun you have of veganism or something. The problem is, is people who believe in that are just silly. All right. People that believe that the election was stolen and have a right to, to storm the Capitol, which is a substantial number people in the Republican Party are evil. Yeah. Why? Because that makes for great TV. James Carville, that makes for great TV. That's the reality. The, the left loves Trump and his chaos that comes with him because he's great for business, right? The, he's great for the other side. We need the other side. And on the other side, uh, the right loves the the crazies, 
right? You know, it's good for business. It is good for business. Well, they're not the same. That's what Carvel says. We have our, our people are, are kind of silly. Racism is evil. All right. Misogyny is evil. I'm sorry. A pronoun is to me is OK, fine. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, if you want to be a, a vegan, I don't care what you want to eat. All right. But, but that's not that's not the same thing. Well, it depends. Are you using those situations? And by the way, I don't know why he threw vegan in there. But are you using situations where you could say, hey, somebody misgendered me and now I'd like to destroy their life? Well, that's evil. Is anybody else with me? I mean, that feels a little evil. I mean, how many times do we do uh, our, our woke stuff here on Wednesdays and we go through stuff where people are like, and if anybody tries to do anything to me or they misgender me or blah, 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 they're going to pay. They're going to, you know, and you just sit there and you're laughing like, wait, what? Right? Like, that's, that's, that's insane. That is. And both sides have their issues. Because they've allowed the extremes to dominate in places they shouldn't dominate, most importantly, in front of the microphone. But that's on us. Because we enjoy the fighting. It goes back to reality television. Watching two people have dinner quietly and talk about their kids and their life, nobody wants to see. Watching uh, beautiful women throw drinks at each other and pull each other's hair. Well, I might watch that. And, and yet the, the media it, it is addicted to both sideism. Well, you have your crazies and they have their crazies. What the hell's the difference? Mm. A lot. No, I think that, that, that you're missing it. They're not. They're just using different ways, touchy-feely, to try to do the same thing, to try to control. It is about control. It is. That's what it is. Both sides need it. I've always said this. Superman doesn't need to be Superman if there's nobody to fight. Right. I mean, you're really I mean, you're Superman. It's like, do you really care if Superman? Oh, he stopped a crime. What kind of crime did he stop? Oh, these guys are going to burglarize some house. OK. I mean, it's not Superman needs the other side. And it's good, too, that we have both sides. Those of you out there who say, oh, I'd only like my party, understand what that gets you. That gets you a, a, a ruling class that has zero accountability. And we cannot have that. And I think over the next couple of years, it's going to play out because you're going to see people elected this time around who fit the description you've been talking about, who don't accept the basics. And the question then is, how does the political process over the next two years play out, including selections of electors and so forth after the 2024 elections? I, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say this is potentially as dangerous a moment for this country as we've seen at any time since the middle of the 19th century and in the run-up to the Civil War. That makes for good TV. That's Haas on with uh, Morning Joe. Right? That, the run-up to the Civil War. The anger. That makes for good TV. But you know what we never talk about? Never talk about policies. Never talk about policies. Because they're not fun. Right? Like, Immigration. There's a policy we should be talking about or a lack of policy. But it's not really, you know, the nitty gritty of actually getting down to talk about immigration isn't a good and enjoyable thing. Doing the actual work isn't exciting. And that sucks because 
It's, uh, uh, yeah, the media says, oh, it's a close, we're so close to being at the Civil yeah, We're not close to being at the Civil War. We're not going to have a Civil War. It's not going to happen. It's not. Nobody's seeding from anybody else. Nobody's, who exactly are you fighting? But it makes for a great soundbite, and that is frustrating. You know, I talk immigration a lot here because I am passionate about the fact that this administration has been an abject failure on immigration. It has. It has been a a disaster. And that is being kind to all of the others that have come before and also been pretty much a disaster. But this one takes the cake week after week, month after month. It's new records. It's we have already beat last year's record, which was a huge record. And we're still have two months. It's like, my God. This is nuts. This is poor immigration policy on steroids. But nobody wants to talk about finding the fix. And this is part, again, on us. We elect officials whose job is to continually get reelected. Nobody wants to find solutions. Nobody does. Because there's no money in it. There's no power. There's no prestige. There's none of that stuff. And we should be frustrated. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. I do. Uh, coming up a little bit, we're going to talk a little bit about CDC. Talk about a nightmare. Talk about nightmare in government. Bureaucracy is the biggest nightmare, I think, in government. But uh, we're, we, 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 we talked about it earlier. We're going to do it again here in a little bit. Uh, Joe Rogan, and was the CEO from uh, the Babylon Bee, had a great conversation about abortion. And we're going to talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Uh, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go there right now. Get a free bag of Rough Greens. Saw my young doodle. I call him young. He's my dog. He's old. He can barely see. Uh, Here's pretty good. But uh, he is definitely well past his sell-by date. Yet Rough Greens with vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, you sprinkle on top of his food, and that's all we've done, has kept him alive, healthier, and happier than anything that I, I could have imagined because I thought we would have put him to sleep three years ago because he started to get bitey. We started to give him Rough Greens and everything changed. Right now, Dr. Dennis Black, the founder of Rough Greens, wants to send you a bag absolutely free. Not going to cost you anything outside of shipping. Try it. He's putting his money where his mouth is. Try it for yourself. Don't change anything. Just put the Rough Greens on top of your dog's food. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Get your Rough Greens today. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. This is the aforementioned Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. The CDC director says the agency spent 75 years preparing for a health crisis like the COVID pandemic. But when the big moment came, they did not reliably meet expectations. And as part of the sweeping changes, Dr. Walensky is calling for internal CDC staffing changes. She also wants the agencies to share information faster and in plain, easy to understand language. Yeah. Yeah, CDC failed gloriously. Uh, again, you, had, you, you have one gig, right? That, and what's that gig? 
You know, everybody blamed Trump or they we blamed each other. You don't wear a mask. You're a denier, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're overreacting. Here's the reality of it. We as a nation have a distrust inherently to government, more importantly, to actual bureaucracies within the government. And the CDC failed. That doesn't help. And they failed along the way. And they continued to fail. They would juxtapose their positions within minutes of each other. Remember that? Like, Walensky would come out and say something, or somebody else would, and then five minutes later, boom. They're like, "Uh, she misspoke. It wasn't good. It failed everybody. That is the reality of the CDC. So this, you you know, you, you had... One job. And it doesn't mean the job's going to be easy, and it doesn't mean that people are going to listen. But when people inherently aren't really trusting a lot of what you're saying, coming at you at times skeptical, understandable, and then when you fail to give them anything concise, you look like you're overreaching, and you're more interested in control than delivering a message, eh, you failed. You failed. You failed. When I was at CDC, we, we would all go through training and risk communication. And the, and the mantra for risk communication is be first, be right, and be credible. And when, when it comes to the, the being first, CDC uh, uh, failed in a big way. Yeah. Dr. Besser there. Yeah. Be right is the first thing. Be right. And you weren't right. You weren't. That was the other side of it that that kind of gets lost in this. You weren't right. When we look back on this and, you know, we're playing Monday morning football, right? You know, Monday morning quarterback, like we're waking up and we're looking at him as, man, I, he shouldn't have made that pass or, 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 you know, the, he should have, uh, you know, he should have took a, you know, he should have stepped out of bounds here. They should have took a timeout early. We're going back over this because that's what you do. And they failed miserably. And it wasn't easy. Election year. Global pandemic. So it wasn't just us dealing with it. You've got some countries locking down. you got states. And this is the other thing I always like to remind people. It wasn't just about the CDC. Inside of the CDC, they're dealing with what is the World Health Organization saying. Then you've got 50 other many countries, our states, who are all kind of doing their own thing. I remember Arizona came out. Remember when they had that at first for the whole thing with the, the coronavirus? They were going to have like phase one, phase two kind of things, you know? And, and I laughed about that because we started like, okay, we're starting at phase four, which is, you know, uh, here's where we are. And if it goes up here and uh, and the spread starts to slow, then we can move into phase three. We started at phase four and within like an hour, we were at phase one. We just like, all right, well, that sounds great, but we're going to do our own thing. Then within those states, you had counties, right? So L.A. County is doing their own thing. San Diego County is doing their own thing. Orange County is doing their own thing. In Los, you know, in California, right? Florida is doing their own thing. Across the board, their counties are doing their own thing. We don't trust bureaucracy. We look at government as all one big thing. You know, like the federal side of stuff. Eh, eh, eh. 
to me, the, the bane of government, the, 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 you know, is, is the bureaucracy of it all. Unelected leaders and officials who are able to do things. And, and I found this interesting. That they come out and they just said, look, we failed. We sucked. We knew we sucked. Uh, we got it wrong. And, uh, you know, it, it, is, it was just, it was bad. The whole thing was bad. I'll be watching to see uh, how, how communication changes. I haven't seen it uh, in terms of the approach to monkeypox or, uh, or, or polio. Um, but it's not too late on those for CDC to, to get out front. Yeah, and they should be, right? Again, they had 75 years to get this ready. And Dr. Besser, you know, I mean, I, I, God bless a lot of the people that work there. I know they were trying their best to do everything that they possibly could. But they, there was at times paralysis by analysis. There was too many... <sighs> Too many chefs. You know, that's one of the things Walensky talked about yesterday. She wants to essentially, you know what they say, too many chefs in the kitchen. She wants to make it more nimble, where people can make decisions like that, as opposed to the decision by committee. Right? Decision by committee. The CDC recently put out guidance uh, in terms of what people should should be doing. Uh, And it was clear. It was easier to understand. Um, but it definitely wasn't wasn't first. It mm. was basically catching up with what the the general public was already doing. Yeah. Translation: the general public had moved on. Great band, by the way, general public. And alas, here we are. <laughs> right. Like even now, it's like if you go and look and uh, go look at the numbers comparatively to last year, we're as far as as many people are catching the coronavirus, it's virtually the same. Deaths are down, but at the end of the day, are we doing anything different? Are you are you not going anywhere? Are you worried about masking? Are you doing? Are you even thinking about any of those things? No, no, because you've come to the realization that look, this thing is very catchable, and it's going to have to do its thing and run through, and we're going to have to build up immunity through nature and through eventually getting a better vaccine that is a vaccine comparatively to a shot like the flu shot. And that's it. And generations to come won't deal with it the way that we did. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Talk a little immigration. I love listening to uh, the mayor of New York just lose his mind. Over like, what are we going to do with all these people showing up? I think they've seen like 100, maybe 200 people. What's it like to be in a small city in Arizona or in, in you know, in the places like Texas all along the border there where they don't have the resources? And yet you scream, I'm a sanctuary city, but oh my goodness. Talk about that. A lot of other stuff to get to. It's the Jeb that's a Jew. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I like a vigorous debate. I like to have conversations with people. A lot of times, uh, you know, in my business, you don't get a lot of that. What you get is a lot of people are pissed and angry and they just say horrible things to you because, uh, well, they think that's the, you know, it's like sports, right? I've always, this is what, 
the the internet has become the stadium for people who are entertainers who aren't necessarily in front of the audience, who are people, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Like, you know, athletes, they're there. The audience is there. The crowd is there. The fans are there. Remember, fan is short for fanatic. People feel, well, I paid my 100 bucks to get my kid and myself in here, and if I want to scream and yell at you and say horrible things, I feel I have the right to do that. And that's kind of what it is I've always felt with, uh, you know, the the stadium of of for for us for journalists for for you know anybody is now the internet and so nobody ever wants to have a conversation you know and that's what always makes me laugh because everybody's interested in a making a point uh, and then never and only giving their side of a story or their score of their team and or just being vile right doesn't matter what it is. And I'm like, we've lost the art of conversation. We've lost the art of, of debate. We, we've lost the, the, the whole thought process. And I was talking to former governor of Arizona, Jan Brewer, the other day. It used to be, this, is the, this right here is the, the, the theater of ideas. I'm going to lay out my ideas. You lay out your ideas. I believe my ideas are better than your ideas. And you believe yours are. And let's have a conversation about it. And like we were talking, keeping with our theme today, which is insanity. Nobody wants to do that. There's no fun in that, chat. I'd rather call you a blankety blank and kick you in the grundle and run away. And I'm like, that is not a way to solve any, like, how'd the meeting go? Did you guys come to a, 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 an agreement? Well, he called me a blankety blank and kicked me in the grundle and ran away. Is that the way you negotiate? Is that the way? Yeah. No. So, and, and I bring this up because this is fascinating. This is a guy by the name of Joe Rogan. And the Babylon Bee CEO, Seth Dillon, and they're talking about abortions. Oh, abortions, you say? Abortions. Oh, Chad, that's a, yeah, that could be emotional. It could be a lot of different things. But here's the thing that's interesting. They have a conversation, and they do not agree, as you will hear. But you know what doesn't happen? Doesn't get personal and ugly. They believe they both have the right to, to, to debate each other, and they have the right idea. Women who have been raped, who should not have to carry some rapist baby. There's women who have been sexually assaulted before the age of 14. There are also, though, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that point, but I will say there are people who have been born of rape and are alive right now and are pro-life. And they go around speaking, talking That's about how great. I had a right to live. And they, and they will go out there and make an argument, a pro-life case. And they're, a ra- they're the, a born of a rape. You don't have a right to tell a 14-year-old girl she has to carry a rapist baby. You don't have the right to tell my 14-year-old daughter she has to carry her rapist baby. See, that's a conversation. You guys hear that? It's a conversation. Right? CEO, Seth Dillon, Babylon B, Joe Rogan. The conversation. The debate. The, the, again, not an argument, not a fight, but an actual vigorous conversation about something that is very divisive in America. That woman in the eye who's, who was the but born listen, of a rape. Do you understand that? That's a 14-year-old child. I if know. You, a 14-year-old child gets raped, you say that they have to carry that baby? I don't think two wrongs make a right. I don't think that's murder, not, I don't I don't think think murder is an answer to... I don't think murder fixes a rape. What if we're talking about an abortion when the fetus, like literally it's like six weeks. What if she just turned positive just now? Positive for pregnancy. I don't. I, well, I just disagree that. What if can, it just happened today? You can like draw a line on when. You can't. Like, once life so you is can't begun, do, I don't at think you the draw very lines. moment. And again, they're, they're going to extremes as far as like, what if it just happened right now? I get what he's saying. And, and by the way, Seth Dillon, as you can hear, very pro-life. 
based on his belief and his faith and everything. And and he he's not giving in any. And again, Joe's probing him and that and and they're having a conversation. But it's exactly what I just said. It's a conversation. What about are you 46? It's the same question. The same question mm-hmm. is if someone knows they're pregnant or mm-hmm. if they test positive for pregnancy and they take a pill that can get rid of that like the day of you're against that. I would say I would lay it out like this. I would say it is wrong to intentionally kill an innocent human life. Abortion intentionally kills an innocent human life. Therefore, abortion is wrong. And I don't think any of the, the examples of like, oh, well, how developed is it? You know, can it can it think? Is it conscious? Can it dream? Can it feel pain? So for you, it's the moment of conception. Think- yeah, moment of conception. Now, somebody's like, well, and that's the look at the end of the day. Isn't that like what we're always talking about? Is 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 the moment of conception? Is that life? Is that not life? Oh, yeah. Well, well you know, well. Uh, who gets to be the arbiter of what we decide what is and isn't? And this is why we can't have conversations like. But notice this: it's it's not evolved into shouting and screaming. It's not become something. Why is that? Because they're first of all they're both pretty educated in 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 their side of what it is that they're defending and and quote unquote the other side, uh, and their opinions are based in their minds on the facts that they see, and how they decided to decipher those facts. But they're they're not screaming and yelling at each other. And why it matters is because that's how we get into the mess that we're in now. Where we only scream and yell at each other. Where we only call the other side evil and bad, James Carville. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, they're having a real conversation. When's the last time you, you, you heard people sit down and go, hey, let's have a conversation about you know uh, something. And we, this is what I think. This is what you think. Let's see what ideas are better. Let's put it out there. And from there, should craft bills and things. This is, it's almost a lost art. Um, and so you think that even, once, do you think that like once the conception happens, there's some sort of a miraculous event, like at the very moment, like you could literally get to the point where the sperm cracks the egg. If you could scoop that egg out right there, would that be abortion? Well, I mean... At some point, you're going to have to say there was a magic moment that happened because you believe that we eventually become valuable humans, right? Well, listen, where's, I, uh, the, where's the moment where you think the magic happens? Let me- this debate, when, and that's so much what this debate is, is when does life begin? It's not that. The debate is, is when do you recognize it as a human being and when do you recognize it as whatever you want to call it? Your, you know, they call it the clump of cells. Like that I say or that we tweet or the jokes that we make, they're considered harmful mis- misinformation. I'm like, well, what about calling that baby a clump of cells? I think that's harmful misinformation because then you're, you're encouraging people to kill it like it's nothing when it's actually a human life. It's a developing human life. I think abortion is health care the way that rape is lovemaking. If we want to if we want to use rape as an example, I think it's I think they're they're opposites. And, and, and it's like a, a, these are euphemisms that we use. You know, we use the word healthcare. We're talking about a procedure that ends an innocent human life, and we're calling it healthcare. Yeah. Well, that's because you, when you could change, you, you could control the language. I mean, again, Orwell, when you could control the language, uh, you know, you, you win so much of stuff. You could win a debate when you, you get to set the rules of the debate, you get to control the language, and then at the same time, you get to deem something evil or bad, uh, you know. It's uh, and and I thought what he said there was very interesting, you know. But 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 when does life begin? Well, if we're going to do it scientifically, based on science, then 
you're going to say, well, it begins at fertilization with the embryo's conception. If you're going to go with science. But when do we recognize it or when do the state recognize it? That's a different. That's what the conversation is about. I think abortion is a very human issue. Humans are, we're messy. Yeah. And it's a very messy issue. It's complicated. Bill Burr has a very good bit about it in his last comedy special, where he says, I agree with your right to choose, but it's also killing a baby. Right. You know, and it's a very well- I like that bit. Placed. It's a good bit. When you talk about, like, someone who's at six months or nine months, it, when it gets, that gets crazy. Mm. That's like, you're literally killing a baby. You're killing a baby that could exist outside the womb. What if rape produced it and it's eight months old in the womb? It's a good question. That, but that's also what makes it a very, very messy- it's tough conversation it is but freedoms are tough and that's something i think we need to to recognize freedoms are tough choices are tough but that is a perfect example of having conversations about something without screaming without yelling without devolving into insanity because you know what it's the theater of ideas, and this is what we should be talking about, and this is how we should talk about this thing. You know, one of the first things I said, if I, if I ran a school, we're all going to have a, 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 a big sit-down, and one of our things we're going to learn here is the art of conversation, the art of, of how to have a debate that doesn't become personal, the art of what they just did. We need more of that. We won't have more of that because it's not... It's not what the the average consumer in the in the flyby world is is interested in. They're interested in reality television. Oh, that's 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 nasty. Oh, it totally is. Bugs that crap out of me. But I love how like when he talks about the clump of cells. So it's a clump of cells. You know, it's it's well when you can rename things. We're we were talking the other day because New York is. Uh, you know, you can't, you're not supposed to call an inmate an inmate anymore. It's an incarcerated person. I'm like, well, what's the difference? First of all, how do they know anybody's calling them an inmate? Well, it's the guards. The guards would call them inmate, which is dehumanizing. I'm like, what do you think they call the guards? Which I'm pretty sure is dehumanizing. And by the way, they don't like the word guards, but we've changed everything, right? It's like, we're, we were talking about how many times have you, you know, it's like, uh, he's no longer a trash person or a trash man. Right. It is a uh, it's a waste management engineer. You know, they come up with all this wacky in because that's 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 where we are. I mean, that, that that's where we've gotten ourselves to. Three, two, three, five, three, eight, twenty four, twenty three at Chad Benson show. your Twitter tweet at us. Text the program. Listen to show. Grab the podcast. Omaha steaks. Omaha steaks. It's delicious. Still plenty of time to barbecue the heck out of it out there. Sunshine abound. Why not take advantage of Omaha Steaks? you got the All-American package, and uh, you can build your own menu package, right? So uh, and with each of these packages, you're saving huge amounts of money, and you're going to get 12 free burgers. Got home last night, had some, uh, had some uh, Omaha Steaks. Actually, we had the uh, boneless chicken breast, which are just amazing. I've already eaten the pork chops. It was, the pork chops are my favorite. I love that. Uh, and it's weird because like, what about the steaks are amazing, but the pork chops, uh, they just something about them. Mm, it's incredible. 100% money back guarantee with these. And like I said, plenty of time to still go out and do what? 
barbecue. Take advantage of Omaha Steaks. You can build your own package or you can get the amazing all-American package with the fillets, the boneless chicken breasts, the incredible uh, tartlets and and all the other accoutrements that come with it. And let's not forget the pork chops, baby. Or build your own menu. And with either of these, you're going to get 12 free Omaha Steak Burgers. Boom! You got to act now. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use code Benson. omahasteaks.com. Code Benson. So you're going to go in there in the search bar. You type Benson in. Boom. Up pops these. Take advantage of omahasteaks.com. Keyword Benson. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Let's do this. Tatiana Maslany plays She-Hulk, attorney at law, part big green superhero, part lawyer. And she tells me you don't have to be a super fan to enjoy it. People who don't even know the Marvel world or like have never seen a Marvel or whatever, don't think it's for them, I think are going to find their place in this show. That's because it's more sitcom than it is action series. One of the reasons show creator Jessica Gao loved the comics. Even when she was doing things like saving the world, she still dealt with it with humor. You know, she was still having fun with it. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law is out today on Disney+. Plus. I don't know about this. I will say this. Anybody, you guys get creeped out by it. But when she's the She-Hulk, I'm like, she's kind of hot. <laughs> You're so weird. Is is it going to be anything? I mean, honestly, I mean, I have heard it's the woke crowd is cheering this on. Right. Uh, The 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 non-woke crowd that likes I like the Hulk uh, is thinking to themselves, this looks completely stupid. And and I think part of it is the fact that it is a sitcom. It is not a typical kind of marvel thing which some people have to get past you know look disney spent a lot of money buying all these properties and they're gonna woke some up and they're paying the price for that right now and by the way disney plus is hemorrhaging some subscribers the 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 other side of it that disney needs to understand is these are properties that people love right you own something that people love they love the hulk they love marvel character they love these things and you're messing with memories you're changing things up and yeah change can be good at times but change to force things away like i've i've always been fascinated when I watch somebody who goes, I'm going to spend a lot of money to buy a business and then I'm going to run it into the ground. And I feel like with a lot of these these organizations out there, especially when they're going out and buying all these these, you know, oh, we're going to buy this. We're going to buy it. like it, it. They go and they, I, I, we own, you know, this property and we're going to do this with it. Now we've got this and we and we're not going to stick to anything that got them here. Right. Like we're the entire fan base that loves these. We're going to go against everything. That they that they desire and want, and part of that too, and 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 this is something I think people forget is the people that work on a lot of this stuff forget who the audience is. 
So you have people who are woke, who are uber liberal, who are whatever it is. They forget who the audience is. And they want to do something that is equitable and that is what you know whatever you know all the all the the woke sayings you could throw out there it's equitable it's diverse it's all of these kind of things first of all it's about a big green guy so let's just you know settle down but because you live in a world where you think that's what everybody else is like and what ends up happening is you're like i really like what we did yeah but you're not making it for you And that's what I'm always amazed with. You're not making it for you. You're making it for others. Especially considering these things have been made already before. They know how to make the hamburger. It's there. And they just lose the plot. Man, I'm always fascinated. Like, all right, you know, all the things that were great. Yeah, fantastic. We're going to do the exact opposite of that. I paid a lot of money to ruin this thing, and I want to make sure we ruin it good. Mm. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text said program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Uh, fun day today. Man, exciting day. We do all kinds of stuff, don't we? We get in, out, boom. We talk to everything. We gator attacks. We talk CDC. We talked a little bit of the midterms coming up. We talked economy. Oh, yeah, that's great. A little bit of Trump stuff. Not a lot. I, 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 you know, I mean, I, I don't dislike Trump, but I just, I, that's, eh, you know, that's the way I feel at times. It just so much great stuff. And you know what? I think we're going to do it again tomorrow. In fact, I feel so good about today's show. Let's do it again tomorrow. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. You guys have a blessed, amazing, incredible Thursday. Oh, hold on a second. I see it. It's over there. I see Friday. It's right there. Hi. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.